promo promo insiders an asi media podcast covering the topics that matter most to the promotional products industry i'm executive editor sarah lavandusky and today i'm joined by wendy williams president of jr resources wendy is a longtime member of the promotional industry and she's also been involved with citizen diplomacy for many years and for her dedication to this philanthropic work she recently won a decade of impact leadership award from global ties us in washington dc so thank you wendy for being with us today my pleasure. Great to be here. Of course. And if anyone has any questions for Wendy, you can put them in the chat box and we'll address them as time allows today. So, Wendy, tell us a little bit about your time in promo, how you started in it. You've been in it a long time. So how did that develop for you? How did you end up in this industry? Like many of my colleagues, accidentally, it wasn't something I studied. I'm a psychology major from New York. I'm Philly born and raised and got my degree at Stony Brook. And one of my independent studies for my psychology degree brought me to California to the first ever therapeutic drug rehabilitation community. And it totally inspired me, changed my life. And when I graduated, I actually moved out there, not to be a psychologist, that was not the philosophy, but to help keep the community going, which ironically for me was about selling promotional products. One of the businesses they had was to sell pens, calendars, keychains, tape measures, to business people spend your business dollar twice. It was the beginning of social entrepreneurial activities, which is very big right now. But I was 21 and learned to cold canvas, go door to door, ask to see the owner and broke in that way, found out that I was pretty good at it. I was pretty motivated and purpose driven. And the company and the group just kept promoting me to sales trainer, then sales manager. And I ended up being vice president of sales for AdGap, lived all over the U.S., met all the suppliers in our industry, know them for over 40 <laughs> years, went through all the changes in our industry, first with AdGap, and then in 1989, moved back to Philly where my family is and joined an ad agency as the promo products queen there, developed that. For 19 years and then um, went back to all the shows always went every January I always said I don't know where I lived I lived all over the country but every January I was at that promotional product show I do mm -hmm. know that since 1978 wow. and at one of the shows in 2007 one of my old partners from AdGap had lunch with me Jerry Rost and said, why don't we partner East and West? And why don't you come join me? I have a customer service staff. So that's how I decided all through the networking, all the things that we preach um, to take another move and join Jerry and help build JR Resources. So you now have most of your sales team is in California and you're out here um, in New Jersey. Is that correct? No, two of us in New Jersey, we all, all worked remotely before the pandemic. Mm, mm -hmm. So the service staff is in Del Mar, California, mm -hmm. and Jerry is, but Warren Katz and I are in New Jersey, Jeff Becker's in Austin, Texas, and then Mary Calcagno is up in Central California with GoCal, that's part of JR, as well as um, Elizabeth Fidelvia. So we have six of us in sales, kind of coast to coast, uh, bi-coastal, just like I lived. I lived mm -hmm. bi-coastal before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and, um, our support team is in Del Mar, is our current arrangement. 
great. So how did you get involved with Citizen Diplomacy International in Philly? And what kind of work have you been involved in with them? It's been my life's passion. Like I said, I've always had a purpose as an anchor for doing the swag business. The swag business is the greatest business in the world because it opened up since I was 21, all kinds of people and businesses really all around the world. So when I left California to come back to Philly in 89 and work at Impacts, a new small ad agency, um, the father of the owner, was on the board of what was called IVC, International Visitors Council. So I was coming back to Philly. I'm a neighborhood kid. I never lived in the city. Center City was a new world for me and wanted to build new relationships. And my passion of connecting with people and my curiosity about the world and wanting to see the world, this was a way I could now connect in Center City, Philly. I joined um, what was IVC, going to their different events and then started to become a host for many, many international guests from all over the former Soviet Union and South America and Europe and Africa, either hosting by bringing, letting them spend the day of the life of an American businesswoman and just come with me on my sales calls and come home for dinner or mm -hmm. take them to the art museum or mm -hmm. have a cocktail party. But this was my dream come true. If I could have been anything, I wanted to be an ambassador. Oh, that's so great. So you were able to have that experience, though, still. That's so great. That's wonderful. Um, what have been some of your favorite experiences working with CDI over the years? Well, I will say the peak experience was being a, um, in the audience when um, the Secretary of State every year has a Woman of Courage Award. Mm -hmm. And to be able to attend one year, this is when Condoleezza Rice was Secretary of State, and meet these women from Cameroon and Pakistan and Nigeria and Colombia who did such unbelievable brave acts to be noticed by our government to help lift up women, mm -hmm. which is my other passion, mm -hmm. working with women. So attending that and having conversations like that has been just wonderful. And I think the most poignant, the most significant change transformation for me is when I hosted a woman from Iraq after we invaded and we brought over Middle Eastern women to Philadelphia, mm -hmm. and I was a cultural host for a month. She worked at Comcast, and then I was her host, took her to the shore, took her <laughs> shopping, took her um, around, and I was the first Jewish person she met, and I, she was the first wow. Shiite Muslim woman I met. Mm -hmm. To create an intimacy, bringing her to meet my mother, a Jewish grandmother, to have <laughs> in her life and write her mm -hmm. mother. It's that beauty of making really in its highest purpose world peace one relationship at a time mm -hmm. through mm -hmm. understanding and diversity which is what fits in so well to my swag business once again which is to care about diversity and inclusion and i can represent that as a woman-owned business i can represent that through the work that i do and creating tolerance in it and understanding with all these people that I'm asked to meet, which to me is a joy. They're, um, I'm going on a lot, but stop me with that. But 
For those of you who haven't heard of Citizen Diplomacy International, um, it's one of 90 chapters around organizations around the country tied to Washington called Global Ties in the State Department. And one of the great jobs of our embassies around the world is to notice women, uh, up and coming leaders, um, religious tolerance, people that are doing the work in their country that are the citizens like I'm doing in our country and bring them to the US to meet other citizens. It is, I'm jumping to our last question, but it is so much more meaningful than the government to government visits, frankly, um, with all the power plays and all the things, this is just people meeting people. Mm -hmm. And of course you find out how much common ground there is in raising our families, having um, ambition and goals and caring and loving. And I've just met since 1993, I've met people from practically every country around our globe, mm -hmm. countries I didn't even know the names of mm -hmm. when I was in school, like Kyrgyzstan and, mm -hmm. <laughs> and Borat made Kazakhstan, fa you know, famous. Um, so one other really significant story was I met a gentleman at one of the um, of the conversations who was a security guard for Texaco at the time in Kazakhstan. Oh, wow. In his former life, he was KGB in Cuba during wow. the Bay of Pigs. So being on the right side of history, being able to never in his wildest dreams did he think he would end up being uh, working for an American company and a guest of the United States. Mm -hmm. But when you get in these circles and you get to meet these people that um, come to visit the US really with wanting to have understanding and want to make relationships, you get a whole other education about international relations and about people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, that was, uh, like you mentioned, a question I had for you was, you know, the importance of not leaving all of this up to the politicians or the professional diplomats, you know, quote unquote, like, because when you're, when you're person to person, you know, it, it really does strip down all of that extra stuff that's kind of like involved in, in world power plays, right? And so when it's person to person, that's where you have these real conversations. And you mentioned, um, when we had talked before, you mentioned about your travels and about how, you know, what, what is, what makes for a meaningful trip for you when you travel somewhere? You mentioned this before. Absolutely. So since I got involved, I've traveled to Russia and our sister cities to um, Aix-en-Provence and Florence, mm. Italy, and um, all around Europe, Prague, and so forth. And what this, what means, what's meaningful travel for me, I guess, like Rick Steves, is mm -hmm. I need to be in someone's home. Yeah. I have hosted so many people in my home, and that is always um, the most significant part of their visit, that I bring them into my bedroom, I bring them into my office, my garage, my living room, we sit on the deck, they watch my husband and I talk and we can disagree about politics. We can have right. different points of view and that's just fine. Right. And I love that insight to be in a home in Kazan, Russia or Florence, mm -hmm. Italy or yes. Tulum, Tulum, Mexico. I mean, wherever I've gone um, or to be in huts in Africa. I mean, I was on a water mission in Tanzania and I wasn't in the hot spot. I was in uh, Shinyanga that's not on the tourist maps. 
but to be in homes of people that are just so fantastic, trying to do good things to elevate their children, their country, and um, it all happens. The conversation in the home is a whole other conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, we actually have a comment from Johanna Gottlieb from Access Promo who says, love hearing from women-owned businesses. And you had mentioned about how mentoring women, um, women leaders, you know, business women is really important to you. And, and uh, I believe you're a certified woman-owned company. Is that correct? Yes, I'm the majority yeah. owner. And of course, I come with all the stories that um, women, many women come from, certainly with my generation. My first sales management job at 24 was in Houston, Texas, among the whole oil world. Mm -hmm. And um, the, the, the way you're treated, I'm also petite, so I have the different condescensions, the not being taken seriously, um, sure. and even the reason for leaving my previous company was being looked over, just always getting the, you're not ready yet yep. to do the next step. And women have many, many of those kinds of stories, and I was always of the mindset I can tell if I can change someone's mind, you know, but mm. I can tell when I can't and I'd mm. rather just move on and um, because I knew what I could do and I knew what I had done. So this is my swan song in the industry to want to mm. lead a company from a woman's point of view, from a woman's style. I'm, and this industry is very um, wonderful about appreciating relationship selling. Mm. I heard Tim Andrews speak of that on a really great podcast too about his insight about the importance of relationships in our promo products business and how it's always been that way for most of the people in it. And certainly mm -hmm. that's how I've trained and, and um, the loyalty of customers because you, it's, it's not, you go with the extra step. That's, it's just how it is, you know, that's, that's included in the right way to do business and take care of, uh, your customers in this swag or promo products business. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this year, especially, I think it really put that to the test with COVID and not being able to go see people. Um, what has the past year been like with your business and also with the citizen diplomacy as far as COVID is concerned? Well, I'll start with citizen diplomacy, zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> I mean, I'm not the best at technology, I'll admit that, but I learned to zoom in 10 seconds because it was my only way to see everyone. With citizen diplomacy, this has been my newsreel. Um, mm -hmm. Our president, Siobhan Lyons, has set up a Zoom call almost every week or every other week with people from around the world who had visited Philly, we had a common ground to find out what was happening with COVID in their country. So we spoke to every continent, tons of people, and that to me was more real of a sense of what was happening in South Africa and in Argentina or Brazil and in Switzerland than what I read in the papers. Hmm. So I felt like I had this inside stuff through Zoom. Um, it was just wonderful connecting. Um, on Zoom that we could continue. We even had some courses. We had a STEM course between uh, college students from Egypt and then Drexel and Penn that mm. happened online with entrepreneurs. We actually could get more people to participate because of Zoom. We could get whoever we wanted. So 
we are building with citizen diplomacy a whole academy. So the the next big hope, and anybody who's listening from Philly, I would love you your inclusion, is to give these courses to public school kids like I was. I went to Northeast High School, couldn't even dream of going overseas for an education. That wasn't even on the <laughs> on the mm. plan. Um, and now we can go to the public schools in Philly and say, why don't we put programs together and your students could learn from students in Egypt or Frankfurt, Germany, our sister city, or Tel Aviv, another sister city, and start to connect them with the world because of Zoom. So there's so many new innovations that happen because of the pandemic with mm -hmm. citizen diplomacy. Mm. And with my company, same thing. I was seeing my customers all the time on Zoom. And Tim also referred to PPE. Who knew what PPE was? And it's certainly, we're global procurers. And through all the years in the industry, I've had many different global procurement projects. So, and I also, through my career, got into working with safety and health as um, another one of my anchors. I worked with OSHA and I learned a lot about it in my Houston, Texas years. Mm. So mm -hmm. PPE wasn't that foreign to me, but as a company, we had our daily Zoom calls, synergy working, how to help, how to work our list. And we actually had a banner year last year, which oh, was great. completely surprising, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but not because when you have synergy and you have always formed the right relationships and you have that determination, you can, and you just don't give up, you know, you find what doors are open. Another mm -hmm. beauty of the promotional products business Every door is a possibility. Mm -hmm. So, well said. Yeah, we have another <laughs> actually a question from um, from ASI from from ASI. The question is, what's your favorite country to visit outside the U.S.? Well, Maybe I have to admit, it's France. Oh. <laughs> I've gone. I have mm. a lot of friends in France. I had my oh. honeymoon in Paris. Mm. Um, I'm a sucker for the joie de vivre. The food, the wine, the, the paintings. I'm an art lover. I'm a member mm. of the Barnes. So, um, oh, yeah. It has it all for me. But I love everywhere I've gone. That's so great. <laughs> I love that. I love it. I was able, actually, thank goodness, I was able to, to squeeze in a trip to Europe right before all of this happened in 19. So, I was in France right before the right before COVID, thank oh. God it wasn't scheduled a year <laughs> later or would not right. have happened. Right. But, and we, I mean, I don't know that um, everybody, cause we're, you know, obviously ASI is, is right outside Philly. We have like world-class art. We have the beautiful art museum, Rocky ran up the steps. We have the Rodin museum. <laughs> we have the barns. We have so much on that, just on that strip, that parkway. It's just beautiful. So much art there. Oh, I yeah. love it. So that's what gave me my first love of France to want to mm. visit, which was going to the Philadelphia Art Museum oh. and seeing Monet. And I said, yes. one day I'm going to be in that garden. So that was mm -hmm. always another goal. But I do want to mm -hmm. say to everyone at ASI that you're in the local area and would welcome anyone who wants to get involved with citizen diplomacy, because obviously there's a lot of win-wins. Um, for offering the world to you and then all the expertise that everyone in ASI has to offer our visiting entrepreneurs or, um, you know, you just never know, but we love your involvement and um, 
after pandemic, usually there is a Thursday, uh, first Thursday in downtown Philly that revolves around. And they're the most fun international cocktail hours where um, it also includes the graduate students from Penn and Morton and Temple. And we just integrate the international community in Philadelphia with, um, with Philadelphians to just keep that high level because that's what creates that understanding and mm. network. Love it. Well said. Well, thank you so much, Wendy, for being with us today. And for more industry coverage, please head to asicentral.com slash news. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you.